0: Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to the first 2021 edition of the Scrip 5 Must Know Things podcast. This time for the Business Week ended 8th January 2021. I'm Ian Haydock. This time we take a look at a new logo, new coronavirus vaccine developments, major drug launches last year and what one Japanese firm has been doing to cope with the pandemic. Pfizer has heralded the new year with a new logo ditching the blue pill-shaped oval used for the past 70 years for a two-tone blue double helix spiral, signalling the company's shift from commerce to science. The US behemoth said it has become much more than a pharmaceutical company, adding that the new logo reflects our passion and dedication to the science behind our innovations and to the well-being of our patients. Kevin Grogan writes that the rebranding comes as Pfizer heads into 2021 as a new, leaner biopharma operation after having successfully finalized the spin out of its upjohn established products business into a new company viatris with milan in november Arguably best known for its commercial clout in the last couple of decades, Pfizer's R&D engine has started to motor again recently, and while much attention of late has been on its COVID-19 vaccine developed with BioNTech, the New York-based major has rededicated itself to developing breakthrough target treatments in a number of areas, notably oncology, and is investing heavily in cell and gene therapy. CEO Albert Baller said that, after 171 years, we arrive at a new era And Pfizer is no longer in the business of just treating diseases, we are curing and preventing them. The UK has granted a temporary authorisation to AstraZeneca and Oxford University's COVID-19 vaccine, a move which has been hailed as a game-changer for both the country and the world. However, while the UK MHRA has issued reassurances on the vaccine's safety and efficacy profile, There remain significant uncertainties about its efficacy, on which other regulators are likely to take a stricter approach. Previously named AZD1222, the vaccine will now be known simply as COVID-19 vaccine AstraZeneca. The UK has an order of 100 million doses, enough to vaccinate 50 million people, or most of its 66 million population. Andrew McConaughey reports that this will represent a huge boost to the vaccine doses available in the country, adding to the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine which received its first worldwide approval in the UK in early December, where the first 600,000 individuals having already received their first dose. Rollout of the AZ vaccine will begin on 4th January amid concerns about the logistical challenges of the unprecedented vaccination programme. This includes concerns that not enough high-priority individuals are receiving their vaccination rapidly enough. The UK has issued an updated vaccination strategy under which the aim is to accelerate the number of at-risk patients receiving their first injection, whether it's the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine or the AstraZeneca vaccine. In relation to the AZ vaccine, this relies on an approach of waiting at least four weeks, but up to 12 weeks before the second dose is administered much longer than the three to four weeks used in other COVID-19 vaccines. Sticking with coronavirus vaccines, Serum Institute of India will soon join the ranks of Pfizer and Moderna in beginning paediatric trials. However, another Indian firm, Bharat Biotech, has already included children aged 12 years and above in its Phase 3 clinical trials which began in November, and could steal a march over the others, as it also plans studies in children between 2 and 15 soon. Serum Institute intends to begin clinical trials of an indigenously developed vaccine in Indian children, an industry source told Scripps Vibaravi in Mumbai. Currently in phase 2 trials in Australia, the vaccine candidate is believed to have generated good safety and immunogenicity data, although details are not available in India yet. The company was recently granted conditional accelerated approval for Covishield, which it developed with AstraZeneca and the University of Oxford. However, this has been approved in India for those of 18 years of age and above. The indigenous vaccine is expected to be trialled among children in the 4 to 18 age group. During a virtual press conference on 4 December, Bharat Biotech Chairman and Managing Director Krishna Ella announced his company's plans to begin exclusively paediatric trials of the COVID-19 vaccine Covaxin on children between the ages of 2 and 15 years of age. Covaxin has already been granted conditional accelerated approval in India and Ella said children above the age of 12 had been recruited for ongoing phase 3 trials. With more than 25,000 participants, the third phase is the largest for any Indian vaccine and several volunteers have already received the second dose of the two-dose regimen. Like most things in 2020, new drug launches face the unexpected consequences of a world weighed down by the pandemic. The outbreak of COVID-19 early in the year led to stay-at-home orders and public health concerns that kept many patients and industry sales reps out of doctors' offices and curtailed non-essential medical procedures, widely impacting the global drug launch environment. The raging health crisis also demonstrated the resiliency of pharma and the importance of having research-based innovation engines that could develop new drugs and vaccines against the disease discomineral rights. Gilead Science's antiviral remdesivir, Lilly and Regeneron's respective monoclonal antibodies, Bamlinivimab and casirivimab and Imdevimab, and especially Pfizer, BioNTech's and Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines, are expected to provide near-term revenue upside for the manufacturers, though a lot of uncertainty remains about how the market will play out in the long term. While the focus on COVID-19 diverted some attention, the US FDA kept pace with work on new drug approvals in other therapeutic areas. It approved 53 new molecular and biologic entities, plus 5 therapeutic biologics out of CBER, and granted another 4 emergency use authorizations for drugs and vaccines for COVID-19. The number of approvals was remarkable given the challenges FDA and industry faced from COVID-19 and is not far off the record year of 2018 when 59 drugs and biologics were approved. The 2020 class of novel drugs included potential blockbusters in cancer, multiple sclerosis and rare diseases. Finally, Japanese Major Astellas, with multi-billion dollar operations in the US, was impacted by the same forces that buffeted many in the industry in 2020, including the global COVID-19 pandemic. The global health crisis delayed and in some cases halted ongoing projects at Astellas, but it also offered new business opportunities and revealed novel ways to work and collaborate. Acellus Pharma U.S. President Percival Barretto Co. oversees the company's U.S. operations from its base in Northbrook, Illinois. The pharma company recorded global revenues of about $12 billion in 2019, of which about $4.4 billion was generated in the U.S., Barretto Co. said in an interview with Joseph Haas. Acellus' therapeutic areas include cardiology, hematology, immunology, infectious diseases, oncology and urology with a strong emphasis on immuno-oncology. In August, the company reported an 8% decline in core revenues in the fiscal first quarter, which was ended 30th June, despite 17% sales growth for its top-selling product, which was the prostate cancer therapy Extandi, or enzalutamide. Due partly to the pandemic, Astellas reduced its revenue guidance for 2021 to 3% below what it brought in during the fiscal year ended 31st March 2020. In a wide-ranging discussion, Beretta Co talked about what Ostellus learned from the pandemic, the firm's strategy and goals in immuno-oncology, and its role in addressing racial disparities in healthcare. The executive said we did see an impact, as expected, on elective procedures. For example, in cardiology, we have a leading imaging agent called Lexiscan, and it did suffer, particularly in April and May, but then started to recover. Long story short, there was an impact to the business, but certainly not as significant as we initially thought. That's all for this week. Don't forget to check out the comprehensive coverage of the JPM meeting in script this week, where we'll be looking at all the major developments and deals and providing a number of interviews from the meeting. Bye for now.